Hello and welcome to another episode of History and Herstory. I'm Amador. I'm Alex. And we're here with another story. Ow, fuck. <laughs> you to leave that in? Shut up. <laughs> this is the dumbest setup. Anyway. Yes. This is episode 15 of our... Uh, Redo, redo book reports about <laughs> historical things that happened. Like history reports more than book reports. I'm not reading books. Well, internet site reports. Uh-huh. <laughs> Research reports. Sure. Um, it's your week this week. It is my week. Last week we talked about Japan shelling the coasts of California. Right, right. Um, Elwood. I've heard Halifax... More times than I've ever heard it in my life in the last, like, three weeks since you did that episode. Well, you've been watching a lot of hockey and a lot of hockey players from Halifax. Not once during hockey, (laughs) funny enough. What have you been hearing about Halifax? Well, like, the day after we did that episode, it was in that stupid design game that I play. (laughs) So I did a house in in Halifax, and then I heard it on um, My Favorite Murder. They talked about Halifax, or there was like a hometown from somebody from Halifax or something like that. Hmm. And I heard it on the radio, and I never listened to the radio. It was like one of those off times where I was driving to work or whatever, and there wasn't a podcast, like a new podcast in my... In your feed? In my Spotify, so... And they talked about Halifax, and I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Bader-Meinhof. Bader-Meinhof. Speaking of, my mom had a Bader-Meinhof about Bader-Meinhof. Yeah. And that she was watching, I think it was an episode of Without a Trace, and they mentioned Bader Meinhof. Dak Shepard talked about Bader Meinhof in um, Armchair Expert hmm. a couple days ago. It was an episode from a long time ago, but I heard it a couple days, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all, that's what we're here for. We're here to educate and make people more aware <laughs> of stuff that happened so that they can be more culturally aware, globally aware. More edumacated. Educated, sure. Yeah. Did anything cool happen to you this week? I finished up Dan Carlin's uh, Supernova in the East today. Wow. So my 20 hours or whatever it was of listening to him talk about Japan was is over, and I kind of miss it already. Yeah. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of stuff I didn't know, like, like the whole uh, shelling of California and stuff. Yeah. I realized that you did two ship based things in a row. Ship, I didn't even realize ship that. based in things in a row. Not intentional at all. But I promise whatever I do next is not going to have ships <laughs> ships involved. No ships. No ships. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got for us this week? Hmm. You want to jump right in? Yeah, I guess I can say um, we're, tr- we're working on getting another special guest on the podcast. I'll kind of leave it there. Just because we have some technical difficulties to work around, yeah. to say the least. Some would say we have some physical disabilities to get around as well. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, it's not Stefan. But we're not. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can. Right. So stay um, tuned for that. So. So. <laughs> Start your episode off with a big old so. With a big old so. I, since it's spooky season. <laughs> it's been spooky season since October 1st. Yeah, true. 
Correct. And then November 1st is holiday season. I saw the first, like, leaf change outside the window, like, outside my work window. And I was like, it's Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice? I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed this last week um, just driving around. But our neighbor next door, the one right here, I'm pointing. Our Our listeners can't see, but you know what neighbor I'm talking about. Yeah. This is great for podcasting. Yeah, so he's very artic- like very particular about his yard, and he keeps everything like everything is perfectly manicured. The grass is always nice and mowed, and he's got his sprinklers on all the time. And he's an old guy. Cool. Yeah, sure. Um, that's what I'll eventually be. But <laughs> his tree in his front yard, like every tree in our neighborhood, is pretty much turning brown and and starting to lose their leaves. Like we have some leaves in our front yard. Um, his tree like turned brown and immediately lost all his leaves in like one day. <laughs> so, like, I, it's just dead. I looked out there one day and his, his, I couldn't see grass. It was just leaves. Yeah. And his tree looks like a skeleton. And across the, the street, still green. Yeah. Like, it's like all the leaves on that guy's tree were like, and now. <laughs> that was it. I mean, he only has to rake once, I guess. I, yeah. And he did. Immediately. I'm sure he did. He was out there. I'm sure he probably bagged him up and stuff, too. I mean, don't rake your leaves. They biodegrade and go into the soil. It's good for it. What do they do when they buy, when they if they bag them up? They just throw them away, and they go into a landfill. Maybe. Yes. He might take them, like, to be mulched. Is that the verb for mulch? To, to become mulch? Mulched? To be mulched. <laughs> to become mulch. Don't mulch me, you mulcher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he makes him mulch. He has a lot of flowers and stuff. Maybe he needs mulch. Maybe. Anyway, that was just something funny I thought about when you were talking about the leaves changing. His leaves changing and immediately fell off his tree. So he's just <laughs> got a bear tree in front of his ear. In front of his house. Poor guy. Gave him something to do, though. No citharisms for him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Back to your story. It is spooky season. It's spooky season. Uh, so I'm going to tell you about... Bloody Mary. Hey, wait a minute. I've seen an American Horror Stories episode about this. Yeah? Yeah. Bloody Mary, full of vodka. <laughs> Blessed are you among cocktails. <laughs> if it's tequila, you're Bloody Maria. <laughs> That's racist. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Tell me about Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary is Mary the First, also known as Mary Tudor. She's part of the Tudor clan. Mm. Um, Is she one of the ones married to Henry VIII? No, she's his daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, She is the only child of him. (laughs) 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 There's a real tongue twister. She's the only child of King Henry VIII and his first wife, Catherine. Holy shit. Catherine of Aragorn? Yeah. Aragon. Aragon? Not Aragorn. Spanish. Aragon. Um... Well, she's not their only kid. They had eight pregnancies before this, um, four stillbirths, and three short-lived sons. They all didn't survive, like, five or six days. Right. Except for Mary. Um, And um, in a, uh, to kind of relate to stuff going on now, well, not stuff going on now, but, I mean, we've been watching a lot of Hot D. Yeah. And the main House of the Dragon, for those of you that are (laughs) not in our brains. (laughs) Um... To be fair, we didn't come up with the term hot D. True, but YouTubers nobody did. I've said it to has been like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know, me either, but <laughs> it's still like, hilarious. What? Anyway, so, but, like, I mean, they talk about it in the first episode, like, the king really wants an heir, mm-hmm. and that's all King Henry VIII was doing was trying to have an heir. 
He was going about it a little shadily, but yes. Shadily? Shadily. <laughs> we make shade. up words on this podcast. <laughs> Mulched. Shadily. shadily. Like four minutes in. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> anyway. Um, because she was, at this point, the only child, um, she was pretty revered like they they loved her a lot and even though she wasn't a boy you King, made it past six months of life right. Hooray! um but he was like she was the the pride of king henry's life so she, the apple of his eye yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> she's um described as very precocious and by the age of nine she could read and write latin she studied French, Spanish, music, dance, and possibly Greek. I don't know why they don't know, but... Possibly. Also, <laughs> possibly English. I mean, maybe. Possibly Japanese. I mean, well, if you're going to throw possibly English. in front of it. <laughs> um, Henry VIII boasted that Mary never cried. Like, he was just so proud of her that she was... But also... He's a liar. Yeah, also <laughs> men in the 1500s, he was like, I only see you for four minutes a day, and... Then you go off with your 8,000 nannies or whatever. Right. Your milkmaids. Mm-hmm. She had a fair complexion with pale blue eyes and red, like reddish golden hair. And she was, quote, ready cheeked, a trait she inherited from her father. I think he was probably more ready cheeked because he's a drunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gout. Yeah. He the was King's swollen. Disease. Uh. <laughs> In um, 1525, so Mary is born in, uh, well, she's born in sometime, and in <laughs> 1525. <laughs> we would assume she's born sometime before 1525. Right. She. Uh, Only her, the facts here. Listen. <laughs> Harry sent Mary to the border of Wales to live, um. And she kind of just becomes, like, the Council of Wales and marches, like, the... I don't know. She has a title there. He just kind of sends her away and is like, yeah, you go over here. Why? Uh, I don't really know. Okay. So here's what I actually have written. (laughs) We're done with making stuff up. Yeah. In 1525, Harry sent Mary to the border of Wales to preside, presumably in... Presumably in name only over the Council of Wales and marches, returning permanently to the home counties around London in mid 1528. So she's gone for a while. Yeah. Fake ran Wales and came back. And then comes back. <laughs> uh, throughout Mary's childhood, Harry negotiated potential future marriages for her. Of course. Like when she was two years old, Mary was promised to the Dauphine of France. So she could have been Marie Antoinette, but she escaped that. Uh, that fate. Mm-hmm. Um, she was engaged to her cousin, Charles V, at the age of six. And then she was engaged to King Francis, so the Dauphine's dad. Mm. Neat. <laughs> All of those fell through. I wonder why. I wonder if Mary ever had a say in that, considering she well, was she two was and six. two and six, I don't think so. Probably not. She's like, I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, though. Um... So then we start getting into the whole uh, Henry VIII being Henry VIII, and he... Henry VIII, I am, I am. Right. Copyright. Shh. <laughs> uh, Is that he... Herman's Hermits, I think? Yeah. 
he decides that he needs a boy. So yeah. he, he attempted to have his marriage to Catherine annulled, but Pope Clement the Seventh, because seven people have chosen Clement for their name <laughs> at this point, well, chosen it themselves. Anyway, he refused him. He was like, nah, you can't just like... And then Harry does the most baller shit ever. Claiming that the Bible told him this, though. Because <laughs> rich white men... <laughs> That's a whole tangent. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he claimed that the marriage was unclean because Catherine was the widow of his brother, Arthur. Yeah. So... Something about laying with another man's wife, maybe. I maybe. don't know. Leviticus twenty twenty one. If anybody there you cares. Go. Old Testament. Old Testament gods. That's the vengeful God. <laughs> Never read it. You should. God's mad at me. And I owe him money. <laughs> <laughs> but only in this place. He's Bill everywhere, Bert. but I gotta go there to see him. Bill Burr talking about church is great. <laughs> <laughs> and I owe him money. So Catherine's argument in all this is that um, her marriage was never never consummated, so it's not a valid marriage. Like she's like, I, yeah, sure, I married your brother, but well, we never hooked up. Yeah, so it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> the king's like, whatever. <laughs> so, um, we all know how that ended. He killed her. He didn't kill her yet. <laughs> Henry VIII's like, it counts. <laughs> Give me a boy. <laughs> so from fifteen thirty one. Uh, Mary's like a preteen at this point. She's gets sick a lot. Um, Who doesn't at fifteen? Guess 15, why 31. though? Because irregular menstruation and depression. Because hmm. she's like, well, my parents are divorced. My mom was married to my uncle, and <laughs> I'm the princess, but I'm not. Uh, it's not clear whether this was caused by stress, probably puberty, probably, or more deep-seated disease, probably. Probably, yeah. Because it's the 1500s and there's ghosts in your blood and you should do cocaine about it. <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. Um, because of all their whole feud and rift, she wasn't allowed to see her mom uh, because Henry sent her to live away from court. He's like, okay, well, if you're going to fuck this up for me, then <laughs> fuck off pretty much. <laughs> Uh, go have your go have your lady problems somewhere else, couple, not in this castle. A couple years later, Henry married Anne Boleyn, um, and Thomas Kramer, who's gonna like, he's the the church leader. He's the archbishop, archbishop, archbishop. He's the archbishop of Canterbury. Um, Isn't he a character from Robin Hood? Maybe <laughs> Thomas Kramer, but he's kind of an instigator in all this. Like he and Mary really butt heads quite a bit down the road here. So he's going to become kind of important, even though I think I deleted his name farther down. So, <laughs> so later on when she references some guy, it's probably the Archbishop of yeah, Canterbury. Keep that, keep that one in your, in your brain. Maybe we'll put that on the quiz. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he, uh, Thomas Kramer, formally declared the marriage with Catherine void and the marriage to Anne valid. So... Um, Henry repudiated the Pope's authority and he's like, I'm going with this guy. Like, <laughs> screw the Pope that wouldn't let me right. like, do all this stuff. Hey man, your Archbishop said so. It's cool. Right, so he declares himself the supreme head of the Church of England. Yeah. Forms his own forms his own church just so he can divorce his wife. Pretty much. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> rich white men. You don't have to say rich white men. You can just say rich men. They were all white back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All In England? Yeah. 
check, check. Kay. Go ahead. All the, the rich bit. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Anywho, Catherine was demoted. Mary was deemed illegitimate because she was from a divorce re- yeah, relationship. Illegitimate. Um, so her title was now Lady Mary rather than Princess, and her place in the line of succession was transferred to Henry and Anne's newborn daughter, Elizabeth I. Mary's household was dissolved, so her servants were dismissed, and in December 1533, she was sent to join her infant half-sister, Elizabeth, um, to her household in Hatford, Hertfordshire. Know where that is? Hatford, Hertfordshire. Hatford, Hertfordshire. That's what it is. <laughs> no, Shakespeare's from. <laughs> oh, no, he was from Stratford. Von Stratford upon Avon. Avon. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do taxes? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but you know that William Shakespeare's from Stratford upon Avon, and they didn't write it in his own place. And his wife's name was Anne Hathaway. Allegedly. (laughs) Also allegedly. That his wife's name was Anne Hathaway? (laughs) That's true. Okay. So Mary's like, you go fuck yourself. And uh, (laughs) refused to acknowledge that Anne was the queen or that Elizabeth was a princess or her sister for that matter. She's like, this little kid? No. Because she's 15 at this point. <laughs> right, she does She's doesn't. like, fuck all this. She doesn't acknowledge anything. Uh, which <laughs> further enraged the king. <laughs> uh, so under her strain, and like she's pretty much just locked away with her sister in this house in the middle of nowhere. Um, so she's frequently ill, which the royal physician attributed to her poor treatment. Okay. Which sucks. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Sucks. Well, yeah, you were like... The apple of your dad's eye, and then all of a sudden he's like, actually, I don't like your mom anymore, and actually, she was never um, legally my wife, and actually, you're not legally my daughter. And actually, you're not allowed to practice the religion that you've grown up with your whole life anymore. Mm-hmm. And now actually, you gotta practice Church of England! Actually, you're not allowed to see your mom anymore. Also, you're sick, and I don't care. Yeah. So. She's getting a little rough. Yeah. Kind of sucks. The relationship between her and her dad worsened. Um, They didn't speak to each other for three years. And although both she and her mother were ill, Mary was refused permission to visit her. Um, So when her mom died in 1536, Mary was inconsolable. Catherine was interned in the Peterborough Cathedral, and Mary grieved in seclusion. So she's just panting up rage at this point. Mm -hmm. She's this, like, 17-year-old fireball Contained in this little tiny house with this kid she hates, with these people she hates. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, her fat bastard dad just marrying women left and right. Pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of, in 1536, which is um, the same year that her mom dies, Queen Anne falls from the king's favor and is beheaded. <laughs> so Off with her head. Elizabeth is also declared illegitimate <laughs> and stripped of her succession rights. King's like, nope, starting over. Within two weeks of Anne's execution, Henry married Jane Seymour, who urged her husband to make peace with Mary and Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, Henry made all these demands, like, you have to recognize me as the head of the Church of England. Um, To his kids? Yeah. (laughs) Like, these are his conditions for I'll let you, I'll put you back in the will, pretty much. Um, You have to repudiate papal authority. Basically, stop being Catholic. Right. Um, acknowledge that the marriage between her parents was unlawful and accept her own illegitimacy. 
So he pretty much wants her to say, yeah, you're right. And then he'll put her back in the well. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. You're right, you're right. <laughs> she attempted to reconcile uh, by submitting to his authority as far as, quote, God and my conscience permitted. So she's like, So uh-huh. probably not that far. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually bullied into signing a document agreeing to all of these demands. Mm. So they reconciled. She resumed her place at court. Um, Henry gave her her household back, which reinstated Mary's favorite teacher, the Countess of Salisbury. And they just become, like, really good friends. She grew up with this lady. Um, she's her mother of sorts. Kind of, like, don't you wish we kind of had, we still had titles like that? Like, yeah. I was known as, like, well, I don't want to be known as, like, the Duke of Helena. That'd be weird. But, like. Yeah, I'm, like, the clerk of Helena. The deputy <laughs> clerk of Helena. <laughs> you are, I guess. I've got a good title. <laughs> I digress. But yes, I wish we did have that. We could have. I like, want to be like the, the Duchess of Riggs. <laughs> the street we live on. <laughs> I'm Damn Eastgate's Riggs. king. <laughs> yeah. I'm King One. Eastgate Two has King Two. <laughs> we do not speak. <laughs> he is of the dirt, and I do not speak to the dirt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so Henry is still a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's a douchebag until he dies. Like, <laughs> that's the only thing that stops him. <laughs> so they reconcile in like uh, 1540-ish. <laughs> 1541, Henry, Henry had the Countess of Salisbury, her teacher. favorite teacher, um, executed on the pretext of a Catholic plot in which her son Reginald was implicated. So mm-hmm. pretty much her son is still holding mass and they kill her for it. <laughs> and probably also him. Uh, yeah, probably. Her executioner was, quote, a wretched and blundering youth who literally hacked her head and shoulders to pieces, end quote. Hey, probably missed. Yeah. Didn't sharpen that blade up very well. Yeah. So in 1542, one year later, Henry's fifth wife, Henry's Henry's fifth fifth wife, wife. Catherine Howard, (laughs) the unmarried Harry. (laughs) You want to do that again? Yeah. Correctly? In 1542, following the execution of Henry's fifth wife, Catherine Howard, the unmarried Henry invited Mary to attend the royal Christmas festivities. So he's like, yeah. She's like 25 or 30 at this point. Yeah. Um, While her father was between marriages and thus without a consort, Mary acted as the hostess. So she's kind of like coming back into her power and people are like, oh, you're still around and like. No, you're not dead yet. You're still the woman of the house. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, In 1543, the next year, Henry married his sixth and last wife, Catherine Parr. Um, who was still able to bring the family closer together. So Henry returned Mary and Elizabeth to the line of succession through um, an act that came into place, but they were still placed after Edward, who was um, the the son of Henry and Catherine Parr, his last wife. Yeah, he finally got his son. Mm-hmm. So both remained legally illegitimate, but they were next in line after Edward. Henry VIII died in 1547, and Edward succeeded him, 
But since Edward was only 10, the rule um, passed to a regency council dominated by Protestants, because that was the Church of England. They were Protestants instead of Catholics. Yeah, well, because at the same time, there's this whole, I think around the same time as when when, um, there's like this big religious battle going on in... uh, in, in in Europe at the time. So you have the Protestants, the Catholics, and then you also have the Lutherans, you know, Martin Luther nailing his his 12 whatevers to the door of the church. And uh, Fun fact. so you have all that stuff going on. And you have these battles, this battle, this religious battle going on. The Holy Roman Empire is in on it too. And that's where the whole thing where the Rome gets sacked and the, the Swiss Guard is there and they run the Pope out. And My whole family on my mom's side is Lutheran and they just kind of always have been and nobody really knows why Mm -hmm. but during my like ancestry study stuff um we have a great times a thousand grandfather that studied under Martin Luther there you go that's probably why that's kind of cool but also passed all that down yeah if there's one thing that came down from it it's that anyway very impressive is that what the Catholic, or no, the Protestant Reformation is? I don't know. Hmm. Okay, me either. For another time. That had to do more with um, the United States, I think. Wasn't that during, like, the colonial stuff? Was it? I think so. Oh. That would make sense why I know about it then. <laughs> <laughs> I know all my stuff from the map. Oh. Well, they don't <laughs> teach us anything about the actual world in school, so. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Thomas Kramer comes back because through this whole um, act of uniformity, it's called, where the Protestants are kind of taking over and trying to spread throughout England. Um, <laughs> trying to spread that damn Protestantism. <laughs> right. Thomas Kramer is... Um, he's the former Archduke of Canterbury? Or he's the- still the Archduke of Canterbury. Mm. And he is spreading the Book of Common Prayer, which he wrote. He's hocking his wares? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Mary, through this whole thing, remains faithful to the Roman Catholics and um, pretty defiantly was like, I'm holding mass. You guys can do whatever you're doing over there, but I'm going to be in here. Probably because her mom was. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And she's just like, okay, this is made up. Like, my dad made this up. Do you understand? My dad you're did this literally just so he could get divorced. Literally, you're reading a book that this guy wrote... That my dad made up. <laughs> Stupid. Um, God, so she's like calling all over the place. Not calling because that's <laughs> 400 years in the future. Dial them up. <laughs> she's appealing to her cousin, who she was also um, betrothed to, Charles V, who's in, I think, Spain at this point, um, to try to like kind of get his backing for bringing Catholicism back. Sure. He doesn't, but, uh, so this puts what a really a big strain on Mary and Edward's, uh, relationship. Cause remember he's like 10 mm-hmm. and Mary's t- 30 probably at right. this point And is like, I, okay, little kid, whatever. <laughs> but Edward's like, but I'm the King. And that's <laughs> right. the only thing I've ever known is people treating me like a King. So my older sister, like, it's just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, at a Christmas party, which is where all the family drama happens. Of course. In 1550, 13-year-old Edward embarrasses Mary. And um, she's 34 at this point, so they're... Yeah, 21, they're 21 years, years apart. 21 years apart, yeah. Um, 
and reduced both her and himself to tears in front of the court by publicly publicly reproving her. What does that mean? <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> I copied it. <laughs> okay, for publicly uh, reproving her for ignoring his laws regarding worship. So publicly being like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, reprimand or censure. Yeah. Okay. If I had read, I could use a context clue, but... I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He yelled at her. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Mary repeatedly refused Edward's demands that she um, abolish Cath- or abstain from Catholicism, and he refused to drop his com- demands. Um, so they're fighting. <laughs> the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. <laughs> so 1553, at the age of 15, Edward VI dies of a lung infection, possibly tuberculosis. So, he did not want the crown to go to Mary... <laughs> I was thinking of that staying alive guy. <laughs> Using a lung infection like an instrument? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, he was not staying alive. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> but he, so remember that Mary's the next in line in the succession. That was She's 36 at this point. Mm-hmm. So Mary, uh... He, Edward, didn't want the crown to go to Mary because he feared she would restore Catholicism. We know all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward excluded both, like, his advisors said that he couldn't, because of some law, he couldn't um, disinherit just one of his sisters. He had to disinherit them both, so he did that. He's like, okay, well, I don't want this to happen, so bye. So neither one of them. So even mm-hmm. uh, poor little Elizabeth got... Yeah. Just before Edward's death, Mary was summoned to London to visit her dying brother, but was warned that the summons was a pretext on which to capture her and thereby facilitate Lady Jane Grey's ascension to the throne. So Lady Jane Grey is their cousin. Mm. Um, and she is also in kind of in this like spiral of who's going to get it type of thing. And so when Mary goes back to London, she's like, some shit's going to go down. Anyway, anyone who's like, man, I wonder if like... Uh Game of Thrones has any historical background? There's a lot yeah. of similarities. There's a lot of similarities here. There's a reason why. <laughs> because she wrote to the council um, with orders of her proclamation as Edward's successor. So she's like, it's me! <laughs> <laughs> but um, Lady Jane was still proclaimed queen by the uh, Duke Northumberland and his supporters. Sure. On the day that Mary's letter reached the council. So they're like, but we got a queen already. Yeah, but mail delivery's not till 3 p.m., and she was made queen at 9 a.m. No post on Sundays, man. (laughs) (laughs) So that was July 10th. Did you know I've never lived in a place, this is a weird tangent, I've never lived in a place where the mail comes, like, early. Ever (laughs) in my life. Every, like, the other day I was waiting for the mail to come, and it it doesn't show up until, like, 2 o'clock. I've never lived in a place... Like, to me, mail doesn't exist or get delivered before noon. Do you know how far we've always lived away from the post office? But this is... Even when I lived in Illinois. Like, mail didn't show up until the afternoon. Okay. And I don't know Well, they got shit to do in the morning. They gotta sort it all, and they gotta... I don't know how it works. I do! I used to work there! (laughs) Well, then, why are you yelling at me? I don't know anything about it. I'm just complaining. I want the mail to be delivered We don't do that here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The people that get their mail delivered the closest are the people that live the closest to the post office. Yeah, they, like, they have spread to, out like, like this. Walk it across the street to their mailbox. I'm assuming they don't have to wait till six p.m. Yeah, maybe maybe not. they do. Maybe they start on the outskirts and work their way in. Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I was never a 
carrier. Call in. If anyway. you know, let us know. <laughs> anyway. Mary's letter arrives late. Yeah. Mary, Probably because they yeah. also didn't deliver mail until the afternoon. <laughs> uh-huh. The carrier pigeon got lost. <laughs> Pony Express wasn't a thing. Anyway, July 10th was when the letter stuff happened. By July 12th, Mary and her supporters had assembled a military force. No oh boy. She's like, I'm ready, ready. <laughs> um, Northumberland's support collapsed, and Jane was deposed on the 19th. <laughs> a week later. <laughs> so, Jane and Northumberland, this duke that was supporting her, were imprisoned in the Tower of London, also known as Big Ben. Um... Mary rode triumphantly into London on August 3rd on a wave of popular support. Um, She was accompanied by her half-sister Elizabeth and a procession of over 800 nobles and gentlemen. So she did have support. She brought her sister along and was like, you can come with me, but I mean... I'm still the queen. Only because I don't have an heir yet, pretty much. (laughs) So Mary becomes, her full title is Mary, by the grace of God, Queen of England, France, and Ireland, Defender of the Faith... And of the Church of England and of Ireland on supreme on Earth's supreme head. She probably doesn't appreciate that she's the head of the Church of England now. Although I guess now she can get rid of it. And she can be like, fuck off. So she's 37. Um, Mary and turned her attention to finding a husband and producing an heir. Pretty uh, late. Which would prove... <laughs> but, well, yeah, but that would prevent um, Elizabeth, who's a Protestant, and still next in line for a, uh, from succeeding the throne. Mm-hmm. So she marries Prince Philip of Spain, and as part of the marriage negotiations, a portrait of Philip was sent to Mary in the latter half of 1553. So she's like, send nudes! Hold on, it's going to take us six months because i got to get some guy to paint him! (laughs) So the people of England were not very happy about this. They were like, why can't you marry a nice British guy? You know, why do you have to go overseas? It's a real 90-day fiancé. Catch-22 here going on. Her mom's from Spain. Yeah, but she's like, uh, he's a Catholic, so, Mm. you know, get with it. So when Mary insisted on marrying Philip, insurrections broke out. (laughs) uh, I feel like it doesn't take much back then. Yeah, there's there's six people on the planet. There's just always, like, kindling. It's like, all you need is that little bit of cigarette ash, and it's just, (laughs) insurrections. What else are you going to do, you know? Go work Farm in your, your coal land, mine and till your yeah, till your land, beat your beasts of burden, and your wife, or whatever. <laughs> Probably the same thing. <laughs> so there's this whole uh, thing called Wyatt's Rebellion. Have you heard of it? Nope. Okay, well I'll tell you about it because it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Thomas Wyatt the Younger <laughs> led a force from Kent to depose Mary in favor of Elizabeth. Um, this is. Part of Wyatt's Rebellion, which also invoked um, the Duke of Suffolk, and who's Lady Jane's father. Um, so there's all these players coming in and being like, but we we actually want the throne and whatever, and you're doing a shitty job because you married this guy. And right. They're playing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when he gets to London, he's defeat- Wyatt is defeated and captured. Um, so Wyatt, the Duke of Suffolk, Lady Jane's father... Lady Jane and her husband are executed. <laughs> Either win the Game of Thrones or you die. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth, though protesting her innocence in the Wyatt affair, was imprisoned in the Tower of London, Big Ben, for two months, then put under house arrest. So Mary is not fucking around and she doesn't trust anybody. Imprisoned her sister. Yeah. 
And then well, she put her under house arrest. So I was like, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, house arrest isn't as cool then as it is now. I mean, if you live in a castle. Yeah, but I mean, you, like, you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You can't watch 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> <laughs> I just explore. Anyway. Um, under the English common law, the property and titles belonging to a woman became her husband's upon marriage, and it was feared that any man she married would thereby become king of England in fact and name. So it's not just like this guy's Catholic. It's like he's going to be our actual king because your title becomes his. Mm-hmm. So under he's the term... He's not king consort. Right. He's going to become actual king, mm-hmm. which gives him more power than her. Sure. But she enacts Queen Mary's Marriage Act, where Philip was to be styled King of England, and all official documents, including Acts of Parliament, were to be dated with both of their names. The Parliament was to be called under joint authority of the couple, Jesus, um, for Mary's lifetime only. So if she died, like, three weeks into this, he would be acting king. Right. But this gives them equal power. Also, it means if she dies and he remarries, he's still just, he has all the power. Right. Um, but Very smart of her. England would not be obligated to provide military support to Philip's father in any war, and Philip could not act without his wife's consent or appoint foreigners to office in England. So this is a pretty big power move. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's taking shit over and being like, um, no. We're running things my way It's now. very Princess Diaries around here. Did she have a fat cat <laughs> named Fat Louie? I don't know. <laughs> but Philip was unhappy with these conditions. Surprise. But ready, to agree, then, but ready to agree for the sake of securing the marriage. He had no amorous feelings for Mary and sought the marriage for its po- political strategic gains. Just what you want. It's good. Mm-hmm. They got married. Don't marry for love, marry for power. Exactly. They got married at Winchester Cathedral in 1554. Two days after their first meeting. <laughs> but a long time. Well, about a year after their first nude. So. <laughs> she Philip got couldn't the speak English. <laughs> okay. So they spoke a mixture of Spanish, French, and Latin at each other. Spanglish. Just mixing all these together and hoping they understood each other. <laughs> so she's under a lot of pressure. She's the queen. Her husband hates her. Half her country hates her. Her sister hates her. Like, she's, she's going a little nuts. Here's so the she, thing. To play devil's advocate, brought a lot of it on herself. True. <laughs> but also, she's the queen, and she's supposed to have the power, and that is no, the way that it is. Sure. She suffered a false pregnancy because um, of her overwhelming desire to have a child, so pretty much like a hysterical pregnancy. She made it up. Um, in August, soon after the disgrace of the false pregnancy, which Mary considered God's punishment for having her... Um, for having tolerated heretics in her realm. <laughs> Philip left England to command his armies against France. Um, Always. Mary fell into a deep depression. There goes my husband off to war again. Wasn't she the queen of France? Mm-hmm. Then why is he fighting France? I, well, he's the king of Spain. Or he was the prince of Spain or whatever. He's oh, so Spanish. he's going to fight with his dad. Yeah. So Spain's at war with France. Yeah. See. They're all constantly at war with yeah, each I mean, other. England, France, and Spain. Throw a rock. <laughs> Alright, so there's a bunch of stuff about like Protestantism and Mary's first parliament assembled in October and declared her parents' marriage valid. 
which abolished Edward's religious laws. So she's like, listen. So she brings it all the way back. Yeah. And says, remember when my dad got divorced? Ah, he never did. (laughs) Because of this, a bunch of about 800 rich Protestants, including John Fox, whoever that is. Have you heard that name? Nope. Okay, well, I should have looked that up, but I didn't again. (laughs) Fled to exile. Um, Those who stayed became targets of heresy laws. And then she started killing people. (laughs) So the first executions occurred over five days in February of 1555. Thomas Cranmer, that, that... Cranmar, that guy, the archbishop, mm-hmm. um, was imprisoned in Canterbury and forced to watch his bishops, like, um, their names were Ridley and Latimer, being burned at the stake. Fun. Um, he repudiated the Protestant, the- Protestant theology and rejoined the Catholic faith, so he was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm out, man. Mary refused to reprove him, so he spent the rest of his life in... um, It's not... I couldn't find if he was executed, or, like, if he was exiled, or if he was under house arrest. Yeah. Um, On the day of these burnings, he dramatically withdrew his recantation, and then he was eventually, like, burned at the stake to end his life. So his friends are getting burnt at the stake. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I, I'm, I've, I've been Catholic. It's, it's, I was just joshing you. Yeah. I've been Catholic the whole time. But then he starts thinking about it. He goes, no, these guys like died for what they believe in. He's mm-hmm. like, God damn it. Literally? <laughs> I'm Protestant. And they're like, okay, you're, you're dead. Like- <laughs> exactly. In total, 283 people were executed, most by burning. The burnings proved so unpopular that her advisors uh, warned that such cruel enforcement could cause a revolt. And she's like, yeah, okay. Mary persevered, kept going, which continued until her death and exacerbated the anti-Catholic and anti-Spanish feeling among the English people, if you can imagine. Weird. And the victims are all considered martyrs now. Oh, of course, yeah. More people have been killed in the name of God than anyone else. <laughs> in all of so history. So this isn't the only... Oh, God, my foot's asleep. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm old. I know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we gotta find a better place to do this. So the weather's dry. And by dry, I mean consistently wet. <laughs> <laughs> By dry, I mean not dry. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just tired. My brain doesn't want to put sentences together right now. So England is England, always raining. Yeah, it's consistently wet. Um, Flooding leads to famine, that whole thing. So pretty much everybody's like, Mary's just screwing it up for all of us. She's oh, burning, now they're blaming her for burning the weather. people at the stake. People are dying. All we that, can't eat. All that people ash in the air is causing all these clouds Basically and the rain. that she's not doing anything to help them. Sure. She's just, like, she's she's um, she's on a, what do they call that, a revenge, like, a uh, revenge plot or whatever. Right. And Philip isn't doing anything to help. So Spain yeah, is... He's worried about Spain. Spain but isn't. Spain is thriving. Oh, I'm sure. Because of their trade deals and stuff. <laughs> and Philip's like, fuck you. And not doing anything to help. 
<laughs> Financially, um, he's dancing with the Latin ladies and shit down in Spain. So Mary reformed the whole um, like government spending uh, system, I guess. So that was the one like good thing that she did, and they're still using her system today. Uh, Philip comes back in 1557. Uh, Mary again thought she was pregnant with a baby due in March of 1558. She decreed in her will that her husband would not be uh, king regent during the minority of her child. Um, But no child was born. Mary's forced to accept that her half-sister Elizabeth is going to be her successor. Yeah. At this point, she's too old. Yeah. No kids. It's believed that she has ovarian cysts or some form of uterine cancer. Basically, she's just in lady pain all the time. Sucks. She died on September 17th, 1558 at 42 years old. Uh, During an influenza pandemic, but that wasn't what killed her. She didn't die from COVID? No. What was the year? 1547? Uh, 1558. So she was only... COVID-58 got her. Stupid. (laughs) She was only queen for five years. Killed a lot of people in five years. Killed a lot of people in five years. (laughs) Bloody Mary. (laughs) So, she was succeeded by Elizabeth, as we just said, and Philip, who was in Brussels at the time of her death, wrote to his sister and said, quote, I felt a reasonable regret for her death, end quote. (laughs) He kind of felt bad about it, (laughs) as he's in Brussels. Mary stated she, or Mary's will stated that she wanted to be buried next to her mom, but she was instead interred in Westminster Abbey. And, uh, we in don't a tomb, give a shit what you want, lady. Yeah, right. In a tomb she eventually <laughs> shared with Elizabeth. The inscription on her tomb, affixed there by James I when he succeeded Elizabeth. So James the first? James, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James one. It says, are you ready? Louis II. Regno consortes et er, erna hic oberduminis Elizabeth et Maria sororis in spe resurrectionitis. That is the best Latin I've ever heard. <laughs> Call me Socrates. <laughs> That's Greek. <laughs> he doesn't speak Latin. <laughs> it's dead language. You don't know. It means <laughs> consorts in realm and tomb. We sisters Elizabeth and Mary here lie down to sleep in hope of the resurrection. Hmm. They're waiting on um. They're waiting on uh, 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 uh what what's it called when Christ comes back and everyone goes up, or when all the people that were Christians or whatever they go to heaven. Damn, can't remember the name of it. The summoning, the awakening, the nope. rapture. There it is, the rapture, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're waiting on. At her funeral, it was said um, that she was a king's daughter, she was a king's sister, she was a king's wife, she was a queen, and by the same title, a king also. Which I thought was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. She all was, those are, like, mostly facts. <laughs> like, oh, they're all facts, right? She's like, yeah, as a king's daughter... She's a king's sister. <laughs> so Queen Victoria was the first. I don't think that's true. <laughs> history and history, everyone. <laughs> well, I thought Queen Victoria was the first queen of England. 
Anyway. You're the one doing the research. You're right, but I didn't research her. I don't research. Well, I have, I do have this fact here that she was the first woman to successfully claim, claim the throne of England. So maybe just because she wasn't supposed to be there and she kind of took it from mm-hmm. Lady Jane. Maybe. That could be what that means. Well, she was supposed to be there. Lady Jane took it. Wouldn't she be the first queen of England then? <laughs> but she, she was wasn't the queen. real, though. <laughs> she was the queen for a week. Yeah, but like, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, pretty much. She was uh, a really bad person, and uh, she was in pain all the time, and she was really depressed. <laughs> bad person's her- like. She was a person. She was, you know, like, kind of dealt a shitty hand and made the best of it. Yeah. Could she have not killed all those people? Sure. Sure. But, I mean, Philip was, like, spent most of his time away and, like, that. What else she's going to do? She's bored. She sure. didn't have soap but, operas I mean, watch. she she wanted a kid so bad and, like, he was just gone all the time. She's like, well, okay, I can't because... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone. It's pretty suspicious if she's pregnant and he's been gone for six years, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't want her kids to be strong. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. Philip, um, after Mary's death, sought to marry Elizabeth, but she refused him. (laughs) He's like, hey. uh." (laughs) That was pretty great. She's like, why don't you go back to Spain, dude? Because <laughs> she was pr- quite a bit younger than her sister, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was 21 years younger. And no, I have no idea how no, old he was. No, the brother was. The brother was 21 years younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. She was like 15 years younger. Okay. Anyway, although Mary's rule was ultimately ineffectual and unpopular, the policies of fiscal reform, naval expansion, and colonial exploration that were later lauded as Elizabethan accomplishments were um, started in Mary's reign. So she set up all this shit for Elizabeth I to to be known for. Sure. That's, <laughs> but, like, anyone who's, like, on her side would also claim that. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, this, like, what happens with presidents, right? Like, when sure. George W. Bush, like, at the end of his term, like, then he was voted out. And, oh, well, I mean, you had to. He's done with his two terms. Then Obama becomes president. And then, like, all the stuff, like, the economy booms and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, and a lot of people said, well, it's because George W. Bush lined up all this stuff. And now it's all happening. And that happens with every president. <laughs> no current president gets credit for the stuff that's happening. It's all the previous guy. Fair. <laughs> so that's just, that's how history's written, though. I mean, yeah. It's like. If stuff happens chronologically. That's yeah. how it works. Superposition and whatnot. Sure. It's a very good story. Have you ever watched The Tudors? No. You'd probably I'm like it. I'm fascinated by this, though. You'd probably like it. It's all about Henry VIII being a dick. And <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <clears throat> I really love, like, the the history of kings and queens and stuff and all that uh, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. <laughs> the actual Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, like, that big of a fan of it. I don't... I remember having, like, when I was a kid, I remember having this Henry VIII book. Like, it was like a kid's book. And I read it so much. I don't know why. I loved it. I loved reading about Henry VIII was the man. Okay. Well, because, well like, when I wake up dead one day, here's y'all the thing. know what happened. Henry VIII was a fat, disgusting bastard when he died. But before that, he was, like, 
And if you watch the Tudors, you get this too. Like he's, he's like the manliest man ever. He's out like riding horses. He's like the best archer. He's a uh, like he's really good at combat and everything. Like he's in fit. He's muscular. He's in good shape. Like he's everything that any woman would want. So Very once Robert he starts, Baratheon. yeah. Once he starts, like, uh, like yeah. The, his problem becomes he's king, <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets like his first wife. And then he gets a little fatter. And the second wife, he gets a little fatter. His third wife, he gets a little fatter. By the sixth wife, he's a million pounds. <laughs> he's got the goat. <laughs> yeah, like he can't move, can't ride a horse. He needs a, what is that, Robert Bradley says, get my, get my armor stretcher. Because <laughs> it doesn't fit around his gut anymore. So. Yeah. I also want to watch, like, the other bowling girl. I've never seen that either. And... Yeah. You can watch all that without me. <laughs> I'm not asking you. I have zero interest. That whole period is fascinating to me. If I could go back in time, I would go to that time. The it War of the Roses awful. and all that? Yeah. Ironically, the War of the Roses would smell awful. Yeah. That's all our right. story. That's your story. Indeed it is. Her story. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. I hope this wasn't too long. I actually don't Probably know. pretty long. Um... Oh, yeah, it's like 53 minutes. Yeah, so spooky season is over, like, next week. For mine, I'm not doing a spooky story, or at least I'm not intentionally doing a spooky story. Yeah. Because we're done. Halloween's over. Yeah, well, I mean, Halloween's like two to three, four days away. No. No, we get start. No, we get into turkey season. No. <laughs> gobble, November gobble, gobble. 1st is Christmas. November we're putting f- up our tree. <laughs> Like, the day I take the Halloween decorations down is the day the tree goes up. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a 20-foot or 12-foot skeleton, either one. 20-foot would be terrifying. I'd have them in the backyard looking over our house. <laughs> I want two 12-foot skeletons to, like, be high-fiving over the top of the house. <laughs> <laughs> the 20-foot skeleton, you'd have to get, like, FAA clearance to put that in your Probably. backyard. <laughs> <laughs> People would fly into it. You have to put a light on top of his head that flashes. That's the best. <laughs> Can you imagine flying a plane over Helena and being like, what the hell is that? <laughs> There's just like a flashing skeleton 20 feet in the air. All you see is the face because mm-hmm. it's lighting up. I'd put it inside the face. Okay, we'll see you next week because <laughs> we continue this discussion about 12... 20-foot skeletons and how great they are and how expensive they are. We take donations. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Love you.